Welcome in to the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast with your hosts, Daryl and Daryl Jackson, where we bring you a weekly roundup of the past, present, and future in the world of sports. For great sports content that you can get at home or on the run, it's time to listen up to a father and his son. Welcome everybody back to the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast, Season 1, Episode 8. It's a very special day. The NBA playoffs are finally here. We're excited to talk about that a little bit later. But we have a very special show for you and a very special guest that I'm going to introduce here in a moment. My name is Daryl and I'm here with... Daryl. And we are bringing a guest all the way from the wonderful town of San Antonio, Texas. He is a recent Cedarville University graduate, about to be a married man, about to be a great businessman, but also has a mind for the wonderful world of sports. He is Nate Mummy. Thanks guys, thanks Daryl, appreciate it. Happy to be here, happy to be all the way up in New York from San Antonio, excited to talk sports today. Yeah, we're excited to have you, and one thing we love is diversity. And we, uh, when I knew that, your story a little bit coming from San Antonio, I was like, oh, we got to get you on. We love, we're trying to get guests from everywhere. And uh, we're just, the more perspective, the better. Yeah. Um, that's what makes sports great is just the uniqueness and the diversity of it. So uh, we're excited to talk to you uh, today and, and get to know you a little bit better and for you to get to know our crew and our audience and um, just to just talk about sports and things that are going on. So um, first thing we want to do is just, just get, uh, just a quick, tell us about yourself, tell us what's good in your life, and uh, what's up with you. Yeah. Well, thanks, Daryl. Um, yeah, as you said, my name is Nathan Mummy. Um, I'm from San Antonio. Uh, just graduated with a degree in finance from Cedarville University. Um, so looking forward to starting my career at J.P. Morgan Chase out that's in Columbus, awesome, Ohio. Um, getting married in September, so that's going to be super fun. Absolutely. Um, starting a new journey with uh, my fiance Morgan. Um, and so we're looking forward to starting a life up in Columbus and lots of new things. So trying to get ready to start work, joining career, getting married, all those things. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. It's a lot of new things, but it'll be really good. Learning process, I'm sure. Yeah, so, so what do you think about the Adirondacks now? I love it. This is my third time being up here. Okay. Um, and uh, Morgan and I have done a hike every time. We went down to Adirondack Lodge yesterday, That's did amazing. a little hike, Mount Joe, it was fun. Um, I love the area, the, the seasons, they're beautiful, And because uh, I came in winter, summer, and then uh, now, so um, late summer. So, yeah, so you've seen it all up summer. here, man, yeah. you've seen it all. So what's the highest peak you, you know, climbed so far? Um, if I know the heights, I, we did Cascade and Porter my okay. first time I was here, and I think the, we almost did Giant the other day. Oh, but okay. we didn't quite make it to the top. We we did some hikes around the area, um, and then maybe got a little lost. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had hikes back to the car. Lost is the one right. we love, you know. That's yeah. it. That's okay. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. I know Morgan wants to do all forty six. So. Okay, so no, that means we get to see you more yeah. often. Yeah, so yeah. we'll be back. All right. <laughs> it gives you like some incentive to come here. Yeah. You know, you kind of have a checklist per trip. Yeah. So, but that's, that's excellent. excellent. So. 
How did you get into sports growing up? Um, you know, you said you're the youngest of five. Yep. So, of course, you know, big family there. Was it something in your family or was it something in school or amongst your friends? Like, when did it, like, sports really click? Like, that was something that was uh, in your interest and in your radar. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you said, I'm youngest of five. So, I grew up uh, watching my siblings play. You know, I felt like I was carted around, you know, going to all my other siblings' stuff. Everyone in my family played basketball. We had a basketball hoop in our driveway, big, long driveway. So I live on the bottom of the hill. So we had the hoop at the bottom of the hill. So a lot of nights playing out there with my siblings and my dad. Um, so basketball is kind of like our family thing. Mm. Um, and because my family was so big, everyone could only play like one sport, right? Yeah. Because trying to get everyone's practices and just was too much. So, but by the time I, so by the time I went to high school, I was the youngest, so they had more time. So I got to play more sports. So they were always a little jealous of that. So, um, but I got to play football, basketball, and then I threw tennis in there for fun, but at the end, but, um, yeah, I grew up watching a ton of basketball. My sister, one of my sisters, uh, they won state twice and went for, for all four years. Oh, wow. So I grew up around like a fun, good team. And then my dad and I actually would do the stats uh, for the team. So we would sit on the bench and stuff. So that was always really fun. So mm-hmm. I would, uh, he, it's funny. So he would do like the book and then the technology of the day, I remember when I was, was a Palm Pilot. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. Palm Pilots, <laughs> yeah, but I had yeah, like yeah. A, a basketball software on there. So I would like hit on the court where the shot was and if it was made or missed, whatever, keep track of all the other stuff. So been around sports a long time. Uh, basketball was kind of like the entry one, I guess, for me with my family so yeah oh well that's that's great because you know we're going to talk about a lot of basketball a little bit later so that's really but leading into really the next cool. question would it be like what's your favorite sport since you were the one out of the family they got to play more yeah i i mean i love football i mean get so i i got to play but here's the deal so i'm from san antonio but i went to a small like christian school with like like super small my class was like 27 people so and they actually just made a CBS show about this. So in Texas, they invented a type of football for small schools called six-man football. Mm. So that's actually what I played in high school, which is real different. It's real, it's whack. The <laughs> scores are super high because think wow. about it. You you make one guy miss, you know, mm, you're, you're scoring. You're scoring. Yeah. So um, that was super fun. I mean, just kind of even even though it wasn't like I wasn't playing five A, six A, huge Texas high schools. It was still fun to like grow up playing football in texas and people get really crazy about it and mm. even at a small school like ours like we didn't have a home field so we actually played at like a sports complex it was like this gorgeous like multi-million dollar sports complex oh that we goodness. got to play wow. at as our home field oh. it was nowhere near our school so we like got to drive out there and everything but um yeah really i don't think anything will compare to that experience of like playing football in south texas i don't know it's just okay. a good time and right. yeah and I, yeah, like we we won state twice, so that was really fun. Six man football, yeah, state so, champ, yeah. Wow, my yeah. freshman and sophomore year. So freshman year, I did not play in the state game, so I can't take any credit for that. But I did start uh, <laughs> sophomore year, so I could take a little credit. So what for happened that one, the last so. two years? <laughs> Our stud running back graduated. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. what happened. <laughs> uh, but no, we we made playoffs my junior senior year. Um, my, I will, I'm still a little, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm over it now, but uh, my last game ever, we, there was a really, there was a fumble called where we forced a fumble at the very end, but they called him down 
and like I think we would have had a shot at winning. Oh, and I punched the ball out, yeah. so like I know it was a fumble, but so you could yeah. have had one more possession. One more possession. Yeah. The, but, oh well, you. it's all right. It's, it's all, all right. right. We got over it. Not, I'm over it. It, it was a tough rule of Texas. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm over it. <laughs> so, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Good. 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 Right. So um. So now, just a, just a thing that's came to my mind. Has anyone ever told you you're like a Mike Golick dom, uh, doppelganger? No. Have you ever not got that? No. Oh, yeah, because I was like thinking of sports personalities <laughs> and stuff. I was like, reminds me of Mike Golick. Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. I mean, because, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. Golick, you gotta check he still got out. his own show now. Yeah. He was with Greeny for years when they were doing Mike and Mike. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess they split, but they're doing their own things now. But yeah. I was like, that's funny. Well, he's got that Mike Golick thing going, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never heard that. I'll, to, I'll put that in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Maybe, okay. you know, if you need a Halloween idea. There you go. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just it out there, you know. Okay. Give me something last minute. That's but. So who's your favorite, who's your favorite sports team? Yeah, so grow up in San Antonio, you got to be a Spurs fan, right? I mean, and I grew up right. in the dynasty of it. Uh, I was born in 99, and that was their first title. Wow. Um, and then, you know, growing up with the, the big three, David Robinson was on his way out, but David Robinson was like, he was the man, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially like my dad loved David Robinson, you know, the Admiral. Um, got to meet David Robinson a couple times, which wow. was cool. Um, but How tall is he? Like when you stand with him. He's a big like, guy. He's a big guy. Um, one time I met him like on stairs though. Like go, he was coming upstairs and I was going down the stairs. So he was like lower than me on the stairs, so it didn't feel as bad. Yeah. But then one time, the other time I met him, it was like in a gym, and he was like, "Oh man, he was he's tall. Uh, he's a big guy." <laughs> but his son went to a school, went to one of the Christian schools that I played against. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. Um, but so gotta be a Spurs fan, and then I stayed local on. Uh, so Texas Rangers, because when I was growing up, the Astros were trash. Uh, they're better yeah. now, obviously, but mm-hmm. yeah. than the Rangers are. But I got to grow up with some fun Texas Rangers teams. Uh, the World Series when they, uh, they, they missed it those two back to back years, but those yeah. were some fun teams. Um, and then I don't I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I root for I root for the Dallas Stars um, for local. But the kind of the weird one is I'm an Eagles fan, which throws people off being from Texas. Um, but that's definitely my biggest fandom. Uh, it started when I shared a room with my brother. He's eight years older than I am. And I guess being the annoying little brother, I picked, like, he was a huge Cowboys fan. His room was decked out with it. Mm. So I guess being the, the little brother, um, I went with their biggest enemy, which definitely at the time was Philly. And then it's kind of just stuck. I've stayed with it. And it's just a fun thing he and I, like, love to talk about and banter about. Um, but I have some family roots in, in the Pennsylvania area, like okay. my grandparents uh, from Jamestown, Pennsylvania, that area. So I I just think it's a little bit fun. And, oh, yeah. Fly, uh, eagles, fly. Yeah, fly, yeah. eagles, fly, baby. Yeah, so yeah, um, I got to see a Super Bowl in my lifetime before he did, my brother. So <laughs> we, we with Dallas, we like, I like to kid him about that. But they still got us 5-1, to one, I guess. But, oh, man. Um, hey, speaking of that, that transition, I remember uh, growing up, I was a Cowboy fan. Really? Exactly. And I switched over when um, to be an Eagle fan when they let Tom Landry go. Oh, the way man. they let Tom Landry go just disappointed me. I just said, okay, I can't take this. Really? You know, the guy was a legend. And um, the way they handled the whole Jerry Jones deal, mm-hmm. that, it just made me uh, switch over. So yeah. So I've been an Eagle fan since the beginning. I, I always liked the Eagles because I was from Jersey. But 
I was just a cowboy fan. I just like the star, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. And all the guys, and there was quite a couple of players like uh, way back, you know, Drew Pearson. Mm-hmm. You know, he came from my area and stuff like that. I got to see him. And Joe Theismann that played for Washington and stuff like that. So in high school years, it was good to see these guys, yeah. you know. But when Drew went there, and just, you know, Bob Hayes. I know the old guys, yeah. know, L- Lily, Bob Lily and all that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the Cowboys. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'm not going to take nothing away from all the, you know, Super Bowls they won after that, but the old Cowboys mm-hmm. were favorites at that time. But, yeah. hey, it's good. Hey, Eagle fan. I like that. So, yeah. it's good. Now, what about, like, college teams? Yeah, so my mom went to Texas A&M, so I've been, uh, you know, group for the Aggies. Um, I'm not, like, as into college I never got as into college sports. I think that's because, as I, I might mention, like all my siblings, we went to a small school up in Ohio. So, like, we never really had that, like, big alma mater feel of, like, oh sure. man, this is the team. And honestly, just like watching all of those teams in Texas are fun. Like, and so, like, when UT and when UT uh, and AM used to play each other, like, that was so fun. And I never was, like, one to, like, pick Ooh. sides even really. Um, but the Red River rivalry is fun. Uh, rooting for Texas against Oklahoma. That's always super fun with the State Fair and all that. Oh, yeah. That's super fun. That kind of adds to it. Um, yeah. But I never, like, was super adamant about, um, oh, I have to pick one of these college teams. I I think college football is so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And definitely. college basketball is so fun to watch that I, I don't have, like, a team that I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is my team. Yeah. But, a little different, I guess, but. Yeah, Texas A&M being in with my, you know, SEC. I'm an Alabama guy, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. low tide. So. Yeah, there you go. So that's what we deal with here, so. Yeah, and yeah. My sons are not really adamant college guys. They're pro guys. And stuff. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, you know. we like college, but, I mean, I, yeah, for the uh, sake of um, – I, I, it's like the thing, the thing with college compared to like pros, this is my thing is it's kind of like college that you can recruit the top classes every year. So I look, I love my, you know, Alabama, I respect them, but it's like if every year I know you're getting the best players in the country all the time, like you have a significant advantage over everybody yeah. else. And that's my only thing with college sports is kind of, especially with Alabama, it's like, I don't root against Alabama because I don't like them. I just tend to root for other teams because I like some more parity. Yeah. And I wish there was like this way of recruiting, like, hey, you can get a certain percentage of recruits per year so that it, it balances the playing field. Yeah, so, I agree you know, with you. So it's not like one team yeah. and everybody else. Yeah. And that's why, like, I mean, I just hope they expand the playoff eventually just because it's like these same teams, yeah. you know. So you like, can give other, other people a yeah. chance because they're looking at it like, oh, well, I don't know that team will compete. I mean, give them a chance, but like, think about it. They have to go out there with a significantly less talent than you were able to have. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it more fair as opposed to like, oh, it's just the same four teams every year. That's why I think a lot of people, sometimes interest is so-so, especially up here where there's really no major That's true, college yeah. teams. and yeah. um, So Syracuse, but like they're always like good but never great right. in any sport. So it's kind of like it's more of a regional thing. Yeah. And um, that's what I really feel you know, it tends to be. But Texas now, I mean, it should be. I think they got a lot of new – Coaching, right? With especially with college basketball, right? Um, so yeah, Gillespie. Uh, I think he, um, yeah, the coach from um, what is it, Texas, Texas A and No, Texas Tech. He went over to yeah. Chris Beard went over to, to Texas Longhorns, right? So try to yeah. kind of revive that program and 
Yeah, we're going to see if that was a mistake or not. And then yeah, Steve Sarkeesian took over the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, so right. We're going to yeah. see like two new coaches at yeah. arguably the biggest yeah. school in Texas. Yeah, right. And after you've been, you know, coaching under um, Saban, man, you got to be better. Yeah. So hopefully he brings Texas back to their glory. You know? Yeah. So right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, last thing in terms of personal questions is I know one. Uh, one conversation we had had about you considering being a sports agent. Kind of tell us a little, like, let us in a little bit on, like, how that experience was and just kind of, like, what you took away from yeah. it. Yeah. So, after after high school, when I, when I went into college, I chose the degree sports business management um, and was thinking, like, man, sports is, a, is an awesome... It, there's so much influence in sports, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I have, like, interest in, like, law school and stuff like that. So, like, okay... Do sports business, go to law school, and then get become an agent, and then I can work with players and um, just like try to influence players where I can, like for Christ, for the gospel, you know. Oh, that's awesome! And man. like because sports is a it's a dark world. It's super materialistic. It's very yeah. like and it's and these guys like they have just such a short window, and where they feel like they have to do everything, and it's like all their worth, and then it's like okay, where where do we go after that? And like seeing trying to like get a more holistic picture to sports and like players. And I was like, man, if you can have a little bit of influence just in like working a contract or working yeah. stuff like that, like you can bring in a lot of like, you can ask people about their beliefs. Like what do they value? Right. Like, you know, right. and all those right. things. Um, and that was really like, I was like, man, I feel like this is a really good opportunity. And then I met with some agents and um, just when I was starting to look for internships and such, and then a good friend of mine at school, he's a baseball agent and just talking to him. And just, like, their lifestyle of, like, a lot of them are in a plane, like, 200, 250 days out of the year, just traveling mm. like crazy. Um, and I was like, man, I don't know if that's for me. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like, a super big homebody, but, like, I would, it was a priority for me to, like, start a family and just, mm-hmm. like, and I don't really think that's a great lifestyle to have for, like, trying to take care of a wife or anything like that. So, I was like, man, I don't really know about this. Um, and I'm definitely glad I not in that world right now because if I would have graduated this year trying to find a job in sports with, with what's happened with the pandemic, mm-hmm. it just is a really tough job market. Um, but I still love sports. I'm not like totally discounting ever being in that world again someday. Um, cause, yeah. cause I would love to, I'm doing finance now. That's what I graduated with. Like I would love to do like personal finance. Yeah, maybe like four athletes, or something right? Like and that like maybe try to coaches, things like try that, to yeah. get into that world again, maybe more towards right. the back end when I have a little more knowledge of you know finances. Yeah, that's like a that. good move because if you if you backtrack into it in a way that you help these young athletes, hey, big contracts, they always getting surrounded and with people trying to get more and more from them. Right. But if they have someone who can financially set them up, mm-hmm. a lot of guys because you could look at some of the. Older athletes, man, they they're broke now. It's because they surrounded yourself with bad guys and stuff, asking, giving everybody money and giving them all away and stuff like that, and they got stuck. But if they had someone who financially can set them up, I think that'd be a good, you know, good yeah. move. So you know, I, I like that, like what you said there, because I think about like Jacksonville, what they just did. It's like they brought Tebow back. You know, as a believer, um, Tebow is a good role model, a good guy in the locker room and stuff. And I think that's going to help Lawrence because Lawrence is a good believer too. It's a young guy. But again, once you start getting these guys coming out there and they're going to have people asking for organizations, hey, won't you support us? I'm trying to get more money from mm-hmm. these guys and stuff. So, but I think Lawrence comes from a good family setup and everything like that. But the thing is, it's good that um, Urban Myers brought Tebow in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a big 
part of what how that goes. So it's good that you mentioned that about you know, your faith and everything like that and how it can help out these young athletes. And yeah, so we'll see. But. Definitely, man, definitely. So we're excited about that. We're thankful again for your story. And um, now we just want to talk with you about some sports and things that are going on. Some things are going on in the NFL and then our playing tournament for the NBA, which is new, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. We're going to talk about your Spurs and what they could possibly <laughs> do, make some thunder in this tournament. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Probably not, yeah, but. <laughs> hey, they cracked the code. They got in. You know, and Once you're in, you're, that's all you need that's to do, right. and, and anything can happen. So we're, we're excited to see a little March Madness type of feel to, to the NBA, but we talk about the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now this is going to be a new year. We just saw last year they added, they expanded the playoffs. So seven teams, only one team gets that by. Everybody else it was that extended wild card mm-hmm. weekend. I think that's when you and I met. We um, we had watched it just a full day of football, we did, yeah, that was and that fun. was really enjoyable. But now you're seeing the season expand from um, seven, to traditional sixteen games and seventeen weeks to now eighteen weeks and seventeen games. What's your thoughts about that? Um, I mean, short in the preseason, I don't think was a bad move because I felt right. Those always felt like a wash. So yeah. really, we're just swapping out one week of preseason with one week of regular season, right? Correct. Um, and honestly, I feel like those first couple weeks of an NFL year are almost preseason a little bit. Like they, like they're, they're obviously count, but yeah. players are still getting in their in their mojo and everything. Um, but I mean, I think. We'll probably have more injuries, right? Oh, you know, yeah. we'll probably have more injuries. You read my notes, right. man. Yeah, we'll probably have more injuries. <laughs> I'm, I, trust me, I wrote it on mine. I didn't see it on you. Uh, probably going right. to need deeper benches. Yeah, you know? right. Um, and but I mean, I think it's fun. I mean, who's complaining about more football, right? Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, like, hey, you know, for the fan, you're right. like, like yeah, football. but that's the turn, though. The players, a lot of players are against it. You know, the additional game. Because we talked about injuries and stuff like that, and then they're financially getting them to where they need to be, and um, the you know NFL like um, players union and everything like that. That was the biggest hang up right there. It's like, how are we going to get paid more because the owners are getting money, the networks hmm. are getting more money, but the, the players, players are like, are we going to get more money out of this? I mean, we have to make that. this possible. We have to get their, on the field, yeah. Yeah. right? Because <laughs> if you think about it, if you already signed your contract two years ago and it's a five-year, six-year contract, you're locked in. For 17 games instead of 16 games, you know, so that's all a lot of financial things that players are looking at saying, hey, but the owners are getting more, the networks are getting more, what about me? So yeah. that's all a lot of stuff, that, you know, they had to, um, player union had to work out. So Well, I, I'm, I don't know the answer to this question, but what was the latest bye week in the last structure? Like, what was the latest week you could have your bye week? Was it 12? Week, like, four, like uh, four, I think week 13 was the latest, because I remember okay. the the Buccaneers having that latest buy. Well, then a lot of the buys got changed because of the fact that uh, there was like the COVID, COVID issues. Right, right. So if a game had to be moved, right. well, then your buy got moved. So yeah, that could have hurt you or that could have worked right. in your favor. Right. Because, like, I, I mean, I've looked at the Eagles schedule. Their bye week's week 14. So that's like, <laughs> that's 13 weeks of NFL football in a row on your body. Well, like, yeah. that's Like, that's crazy. Exactly. And I wonder if we'll have players sitting you know, like, and you don't think so because NFL every game matters so much. True, it's not like basketball. It's not like, like basketball. Like, basketball, can, like these guys, guys are out every other game. You yeah, know, like sitting out, like my you know my toe hurts. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting out for a week. You know, missing two games and stuff like that. And that's something with football. Like, that's a good point. Eh? Is that 
everything every game counts. If yeah, you're in the my, running for a playoff spot, you can't every game be sitting your players. I'm thinking if you're gonna go ahead and do make it seventeen, go ahead and I would think make it eighteen, twenty weeks, two buys. Hmm. So then you get even more rest. Because I feel like like you said, thirteen weeks in a row, man. That's like tough. that's that's tough. And who knows about Mondays, Thursdays, mm-hmm. short weeks, things like that, to where I mean we're going back to London this year, so yeah. teams that I got to do that. Is it going just, to Mexico too, or just London? Wouldn't be surprised. I think, but, I think it's Raiders. just London this year, but I, I could check that. Out. Yeah, because Raiders, you know, because the Raiders like hit the Kansas City right. and stuff like that. No, saying you know, well, the Chargers or was the L.A. Chargers. L.A. We keep battling over the, the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, the L.A. Chargers. There's right. teams that you know that like to play south, so we'll just see. And they don't, they don't take that traveling too. That time is not as bad and stuff like that. But the only thing they had a big problem was the field. Right. In right. Mexico City, it was terrible. It's a terrible. It, that's field. why they probably decided mix it to scratch out. that. Right. Because it's it's not for football. Um. So. Yeah. So, but what else is going on? But what else is your you know things with the scheduling? Like you just mentioned, like our Eagles. You know, thirteen games in a row. You know, that's a lot, but. How do it affect other teams and stuff like that? Like if you're in a playoff run and stuff like that, these things could be uh, crucial. Mm-hmm. You know that you know having you know then it's transitioning with a lot of you know quarterbacks because you just got a lot of quarterbacks coming in this year. Right. We're going to see how many of them actually start game one. Right. You know that's going to make a difference too. You know where guys are. Exactly, and so um, we're gonna see how it goes. But speed, let's talk a little bit about the Eagles. I mean, a lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of change, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, you the way that season ended, um, and then Peterson getting fired, Carson Wentz getting traded, uh, Nick Sirianni being brought in as a head coach. Uh, it appears, as things currently stand, that you're gonna start Week One with Jalen Hurts. Um, mm-hmm. We're able to get a, in my opinion, a phenomenal draft pick in Devonte Smith, mm-hmm. who I think is going to be an excellent NFL wide receiver. Um, so, how do you how do you feel going into uh, this new season? I think uh, Giants made some moves. Uh, Washington brought in Fitzpatrick, who's never made the playoffs. Probably his best opportunity. Cowboys getting Prescott back. How do you think the Eagles uh, fare in that mix? I'll let you go first. Oh, like okay. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Okay. Hey, what wisdom right here. I would say this. I said, like, the Eagles right now is like, yeah, it's a project right now. I don't yeah. see the Eagles coming back, making a playoffs this year. Um, one thing I think a lot of people make a mistake, you know, like they looked at all the records of the, you know, the NFC East, but actually those teams are a lot better than their records. And one thing is that um, – we got to look at it. first of all. I, I just you got to pair up each team how they go. Cowboys were a disaster without Prescott. I think they're going to definitely jump back in, not having six wins. I think they easily should be able to get ten wins within yeah. you know what they're doing with that conference and stuff like that. So I can see the um, Dallas getting at least ten wins. Now the thing is, what would the Washington Football Team do? That's something too because they're strong on defense. Um, like you said, bringing in a veteran quarterback, like Fitzpatrick is a quarterback that wins. No matter where he goes, he wins. And the thing is, if they can have some stability there and just gradually get to a certain point, are they going to be an 8-18? Eight eight Possible. Yeah. You know, well, like we said, we got this odd number. Is it an 8-19 eight eight nine, yeah. or a 9-18? Or an 8-8 eight, eight and 1-10. Yeah. Unless exactly. we can get rid of ties, yeah. please. Exactly. So that's something like Now, the Giants is another team, too was hit with a lot of injuries. The Giants is a better team than their record. I mean, 
coach came in last year. He had what they needed to do. I think, you know, he's building a program. Again, Eagles, our team. I mean, oh, man, I never want to go against my own team, but right. I can't, I can, you know, we had four wins, four, 11, and one. I, I can see us getting, I, I wrote down here, I'm dreaming. I wrote eight and nine. <laughs> but if they get seven wins, I think that's a good thing, you know, because yeah. if they're trending, if they play well, I don't mind if, they, if they're if they losing, but they're playing well, that would help them out. But it's, it's going to be tight. I mean, looking at their schedule, whew, they can easily start off 0-4. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. But the thing is, if we can, hey, I think it would be a big victory for us if we can get two and two. You know, that would be a, that would set us up for the season. Mm-hmm. Then if then I can see an eight and nine season. But if they start zero and four, I think we're going to be to get six or seven wins is going to be tight. Yeah. Um, they have the easiest strength of schedule in the league. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is due to the NFC East records last year. Bingo. Yeah, so that's it. You're because right. and so I think that number is. It's a little deceptive just because everyone in the AFC East was so bad and last year record-wise, and they're playing those teams five, uh, six times. Yeah, six times. So, yeah. you know, that's going to affect that strength schedule number. Um, but, I mean, I wrote down the same thing. I said 8, 9, 9, and 8. I think, I mean, I think they can split easily any of the division rounds, uh, division games. I right. think they can easily split, so that's three. Maybe you can sweep the Giants or Washington. Maybe. Right. One of yeah. them, maybe. Yeah, I can so see that. To go four and two in the division, maybe. True. Yeah, because I can yeah. see Dallas actually beating them twice. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. If anybody, I would think it would be Dallas, yeah. you yeah. know, that could beat them twice with Prescott. Yeah. So that would be a big... Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about the additions. I'm excited about the, the two guys from the Vikings, the linebacker and the safety. I'm excited about Devontae Smith, of course. But, like, I, they're just... It's one of those teams of, like... Because I'm a fan, yeah. you know, like you have hope. And you're like, oh man, I know what these guys can do. Like, I'm excited <laughs> about them. Um, but and you know, I just hope the line stays healthy. I mean, losing Brandon Brooks last year, yeah. arguably the best right guard in the league, and then Lane Johnson, our right tackle, is dealing with an ankle, yeah. and like you know, so all these things. Um, I think I think the running game can be back, can be good. Um, we got Jordan Howard back, which is yeah. weird to and, me because like I like he was fine with us, but I feel like Sanders is just. Good, so right? Give Sanders the ball, like and give more. him touches. Yeah, and so. then they, they drafted someone in the fourth round uh, from Memphis, I think. Yeah, I don't happened. remember his name. Right, me yeah. neither. Yeah, but yeah. they said he's. We got carry on Johnson from the Lions. So right. I don't know. Oh, There's yeah. just some. So they some, have some. Yeah, yeah. some parts. There's some parts. I think you know. I saw To said they're gonna win the division. I don't know if you saw that quote. Oh. To says they're gonna win the division. Well, but. Now again, it's not one of those toss ups. The yeah. East is a toss-up. Like I said, the teams are better than what we say they are. But like you said, they play each other. It's like six games you got to you know do something with. Yeah. And I think that's something that's going to really make the NFC East yeah. really challenging. Everybody looks at them and says, oh, man, these teams are terrible. Nobody's over 500. Hey, but don't look at it that way. Like you said, it was a deception. People look at it. It's kind of, kind of crazy. But they're a lot better than their record. And um, it all depends how they put it all together. But, I mean... Jalen Hurts is going to have to play. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not sold on our receiving core. Like, True, because I mean, as I, a unit, yeah, as a like whole. we gotta we gotta give Rager a break a little bit. He was he was hurt last year a little bit, and also like uh, we write off players a lot faster in Philly right. than they get True. written and off other places. That Rager deal, I mean, 
As an Eagle just, fan, just, I'm like, we had Jefferson. We could have had Jefferson. We should have right? kept Jefferson. But you can't hold know. that over him this whole career. No, I can't. Yeah, you yeah. can't do it. It ain't the player. I mean, if, if it was one of us getting drafted, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, I deserve yeah, to be drafted. I was, I was yeah. Here. Yeah. But I mean, like, come on, man. You had Jefferson right in your hand and you let him go by. Yeah. And then he comes, what, one vote from rookie of the year yeah. on Herbert? I mean, right. come on. I mean, like, good. I mean, we, we can't take anything up. But like you said, I'm not sold out on it. I mean, you got Adams, but you didn't do nothing else really to get more. I mean, I think I was looking for them to pick up. Two areas I needed, Philly needed, definitely to pack up on was receiver and cornerback. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's, oh, yeah, they got Smith. I'm an Alabama guy, but he, he can't do it by himself. No, you know yeah. they needed to, you know, reinforce that area. Yeah. Is the receiver area and the cornerback area. Yeah, Ray, I, I'm thinking that the Eagles' success is going to come down to the Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts relationship. If that's mm-hmm. good, if they're fluid, I think the Eagles have a real good shot at the division. Why not? Maybe Jalen Rager is a great number two receiver, not a great mm-hmm. number one. Maybe maybe there's less pressure on him now that Smith is there. And I, like I said, I think this division is wide open. I'm not sold on the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, to me, are a team that like, i, I got to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. Because when, when the hype is on them and the expectations are there, they, they crumble. I like Dak Prescott personally, but I think a lot of his numbers, his stats, is always coming from behind, always coming from these huge holes. Well, like, why are you down 31-3? to Like, okay, your defense gave up those points, but at the same rate, you had opportunity to score more than three points. So I think a lot of Dak's success is... is these coming out of these huge holes. Like, are you going to be able to not be in these huge holes in, in games? I, I look at their schedule, and, I, and I'm not really uh, convinced. I mean, their opener is uh, is against the Buccaneers. I, I don't I don't like their challenge uh, their chances there. Um, I, I look at the fact that they got to go to L.A. and play the Chargers, who who's going to be a, mm-hmm. an improving team. I don't like their chances in L.A. Then they play the Eagles. That's a toss up game. We're we're going to see who who's the litmus test there. Carolina's an improving team. Um, the Giants are an improving team. Then they have to go to New England and play the Patriots. I'm not going to read their whole schedule, but I'm just trying to say that I don't think it's a given that I'm going to write the Dallas Cowboys in there just yet. I, I want to see how Dak's going to look after the injury. Yeah. I'm going to look at the defense, how, how good Micah Parsons adjusts to the team, and uh, how they play. Uh, I'm not a, I've am not. i always been saying this since he's been hired. I don't think Mike McCarthy was the right hire. But Jerry Jones just hires yes-mans. He doesn't hire guys who can really, really coach that team. And I think once he once he ever lets go, which unfortunately I don't think ever will happen, and you bring somebody in who can really make the most of that talent and make the adjustments necessary, I just see Dallas just constantly being what they are. Uh, a lot of entertainment, but uh, not much to show for it. Yeah. Right. Okay, I can see that. But I think Dak is a four-game more win than they had last year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did have six wins. So that's why I said 10. <laughs> I can see them being 10 and 7, you know, like that, you know. Yeah. So. I think the division, well, they'll all be hanging around each other again. Right. I'm right. sure it'll come it'll, down it'll to, like, 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 who don't want it? Yeah. At the <laughs> end of the year, who don't well, want to win? And, yeah. like, for Philly, like, they end their season with Washington, New York, Washington, Dallas. Like, right. you know, and I think a lot of the teams have similar, like, you just end the year with all your divisional games. Right. And so I could see those all mattering mm-hmm. again, just like mm-hmm. last year where it's all coming down to the wire. Mm-hmm. All these teams are skirting 500 maybe one or two games above or below yeah. but i don't see anyone running away with it um true true yeah so yeah we'll see so um aaron Rodgers and deshaun watson still two high profile names out there i think we originally heard a lot about deshaun watson that kind of faded because he's dealing with like legalities aaron Rodgers, you know is is 
being the most talked about right now. How do you think that when the when the when the dust settles, you know, what do you, what do you think is going to happen with both these guys? Where do you think they end up? Wow, the, the, the hypothetical thing that came out last night I was reading is that um, he's going to end up in Denver, mm-hmm. and um, man, I that changes everything for Green <laughs> Bay. If Aaron Rodgers is not leading them, Green Bay go from a thirteen and three team. To a three and thirteen. <laughs> no, I, I still think they have enough talent to get six wins, so they'll probably be like, with who at quarterback. They, that's the point. They, they, <laughs> they just got Clinton, what Bortles? Blake Bortles. Yeah, they got Bortles. Bortles. Yeah. Oh, boy. And they, and then they and then they got another guy. They they just got three quarterbacks just just in case because I think right now they're hanging on a bit because Aaron really don't want to play there, and and that's a problem. I'm just going to say, because we, we, uh, we had a little talk about this. I think Las Vegas Raiders is where he needs to go. And I think it m- makes sense for both teams for the two reasons. If you're going to get a quarterback in return from any any team right now, I think that Derek Carr is the best available. I think you can get six wins with Derek Carr if that's what you're talking about. And three first-round picks. I don't know what the Ve- Raiders have to give up. But if you're John Gruden, you need somebody like Aaron Rodgers. This is L- this is Las Vegas. It's, it's the closest thing to L.A. You need personality. Celebrities are in and out of this town all the time like you're trying to build a fan base in this city what what better way to do that than with a big name like Aaron Rodgers who could with the weapons I don't know what they'd have to give up um outside of the picks and Derek Carr but like I feel like they have enough tools and they play can like think about it they played Kansas City pretty close last year I think Rodgers maybe can take you over the top I think it's the right fit for him where he's at as a celebrity and as a person at this stage of his career, and I think Green Bay gets the best package in return. Yeah, but when you say that, I look at it like um, Aaron Rodgers is one of those generational players and stuff like that. He's like, like I said, we think about Brady and stuff like that. Aaron Rodgers is on like thirty-seven, but he's thirty-seven, but he can still play another five or six years at high-level football. So that's something that you got to make an investment in. And I feel, I feel like Denver has enough offensive weapons. Plus a very strong defense. That's the only thing I have to disagree with you with with the Raiders. The Raiders defense is not stable and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, you may score points, but you're going to give up points. And I think that's going to be a problem. I think Aaron Rodgers needs to go to a team that he knows that he does what he needs to do, and he's going. To, the defense is going to hold him back. I just feel like the intriguing thing with Rodgers is who can afford him. Yeah. Because, I mean, he apparently supposedly turned down an offer from the Packers to become mm. the highest paid quarterback ever. You know, and what you think about that Mahomes deal, you're like, more than that? <laughs> and, yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. You know, we saw what Stafford went for. Right. And, like, when I compare Stafford and Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, no, no disrespect, disrespect to Stafford. Disrespect he's a Stafford. great player. But like, exactly. But he's he... going to pull a larger haul. It's like, who can give up that haul? Like, I don't know. Like, so, I mean, I could see this Rodgers thing going sour and him just sitting – out. Like just just not playing for like, I don't know if anyone has wants to move on him yet. Right. Maybe because of Deshaun Watson, I don't know if they're I don't know if those situations are related at all. Um, but I don't know. Just with him floating around, and then you know rumors of Russell Wilson being this like all of those quarterbacks that just mm. it's like what 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 would teams actually have to give up? You know. Right. And um, I don't believe in mortgaging your future. I don't believe that. I think that you you put in, if you don't win now and you could be in a hole for football, you could be in a hole for another five six years. Yeah, and that's a big, you know, and that's what you got to look at. And it's a whole thing. It's like um, 
like I said, where we go, hey, maybe end up on Jeopardy. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. I can see that. You know, Aaron. I don't think Aaron needs to play football. That's the problem here. Is that, but to make a demand that hey, the only way I come back if the G, you fire the GM. Or he even said that. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's one of those. Promote me to GM. (laughs) And and quarterback, yeah, but it was one of those situations that. LeBron James situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much that's what it's going to come down to. Is is he going to come back? Are they going to go to his demands? Like you said, they offered him this money and stuff like that. But I don't think it's a money thing with Aaron. No, he got plenty of money. It's just a deal of. Enjoying where you're at and enjoying what you're doing. Right. And then, like you said, one of the biggest things, I think the biggest guy affected by this whole thing other than Rodgers is Adams. Adams going to want out. And that's fine because I think Adams will look great in silver and black too next to the following year. <laughs> I mean, the whole Raiders motto is just win, baby. And like Gruden, of course, he's an ego, a big personality. But like if he knows I got Rodgers and I'm – my offense is secure, and I just got to build my defense. I think that can happen. That's why I was thinking about different scenarios, and I just thought, based on where Rodgers is now as a person and where he found himself in his career, that's just the, the location I think will, will, will be right for him. Right. Now, what we had talked about on our last show, is the team that I look at, if I'm Rodgers and I would want to go, I'm not going to the Raiders. I'm, you know, I wouldn't even want to go to Denver. I want to go to New Orleans. You put him on New Orleans, they're winning the Super Bowl. That's a good point. But the thing yeah. is, New Orleans is, is is the team. That's to what I know <laughs> is that they're like maxed out on like luxury tax and stuff. Like they right. can't afford. Them. Yeah, hey, they have to give up Camara and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, give them up. Yeah, I'm telling you, halfbacks. You hey, look at James Robinson. Of, where was he? Who, who's James Robinson? This time last year, do we know who James Robinson was? I don't think we did. Or I Jack didn't know. Hill, yeah. He no, came out of Illinois State. Yeah. Was, no, he, was a fantasy you got football surprise kinds, of the year. You got guys like that all over. Let Kamara, yeah, let him go. I mean, hey, if you can get Aaron Rodgers on New Orleans, they're winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah they got I think defense. that makes sense because you look at Brady, a couple years left, Mahomes ain't going nowhere. Right. So you'd have to battle the rest of your career against him. Even though the, the the thought process of hey, if I get by him, I can get by anybody, right? But it's oh, a harder road. And travel. Herbert, I mean, her, he's young. And Herbert but, too, he's coming, right? Right. So, and the thing is, we all know if we looked at the playoffs last year and stuff, like Brady, yeah, they they won. Like I gotta give Tampa Bay one, but Brady didn't beat Rodgers. They're who's the coach of Green Bay? Matt Lafleur beat Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Why would you take kick. the ball out did of you, Did you guys see the, the guy on Jeopardy that wrote in? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, so Rodgers was hosting Jeopardy, oh, yeah, 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 and he wrote in yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, just, who wanted to kick the field goal. Yeah. And Rodgers <laughs> said, I can't answer. Yeah. That was so funny. Like, it was true because you knew <laughs> right. what was going through his And then he's like, sitting there now as a coach saying, man, this is the best. Like, you had the MVP, and you kicked the ball? Come on. With... Two minutes left? No way. If you gave yeah. Brady the ball with two minutes left. It, you can't do that. No. Yeah. You, you got a winning guy. We don't get it. We don't get it. But you can't do that. Yeah. And then yeah. you're going to say, he's our guy. No. I don't want to hear that. I can understand why Rodgers wants out. Yeah, and I hope that he gets his wish. We're going to see what happens uh, with him. But then we also flipped to Deshaun Watson, who's dealing with legalities. And I thought about different scenarios with him. The team that kind of came to my mind, like I kind of mentioned this last time with Aaron Rodgers, Washington, I think Washington's got to make a move for a quarterback. I mean, they got everything yeah. um, outside of a quarterback. Yeah. I think that that's just the one piece that they need, especially in a division where it's just so up for grabs. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you can get any elite talent at that position, 
Um, I think they, they just add, brought in Curtis Samuel out of from Carolina. They have Terry McLaurin, who's you know evolving into mm-hmm. one of the top ten backs. Uh, Antonio Gibson evolving into in, in, term, in terms of being a very uh, elite running back, and, and of course the defense is solid, led by Chase Young. So I'm thinking like. Uh, the defense is, is there. Montez Sweat, yeah. too. So the defense is solid. But if you can get a quarterback, wow. Yeah. And they got, yeah, man. Hey, now, let's switch over here real quick and say, like, this is a good thing. What would be your big surprises for this upcoming year? Who's your teams? Um, my The team I'm rooting for to have a really good year is the Chargers. Okay. Because yeah. Yeah. I feel like every year they're in every game. And they lose in the last couple minutes. Something, mm. something it's like, crazy happens. Yeah, yeah. That's you a know. Fact. And I'm, I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for Lynn. I'm rooting for Herbert. Herbert is so fun to watch. I watched, I don't know, maybe five or six Chargers games last year. I was like, dude, this kid's, this kid's legit. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm rooting for them. Um, they have a tough division, obviously, but I think they can beat the Raiders. I think they can beat the Broncos both times. I think they could. Challenge. I mean, they can challenge the Chiefs. They can yeah. shoot them out. They can shoot out with them, I think. Right, because um, I think they're going to be able to score. Yeah, and their defense has got talent. Um, I'm rooting for them. Like, they're, they're I guess, my feel-good dreamer pick, I guess. Of like, I want this team to succeed because I, I just feel like they're always they're always having a tough time getting over the hump. Um, right. So, I'd, I'm really rooting for them to have a good season. Um, yeah. Um, oh, it's good to hear that. You know, I, I look at it like this. I was like, man, you made me kind of switch what I was thinking. Oh, okay. I like that. So okay. when you make me switch what I'm thinking, that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like, wow, where are we going to go with this? And, you know, like I had the Chargers up on my list. And then I had, at first when I wrote this, like, eh, do I really want Jacksonville to do really good? Not really. Because you get too much <laughs> hype on Lawrence and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, he's the savior. He does all sure. this stuff. Like, no. So then I want to back off. I want to see the Detroit Lions do something. You know? With Jared Goff? Yeah. Hey, I think Detroit had a very good draft. I think they can make some. I'm not saying they're winning their division or anything like that. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that they will have a better season. You know, I think they will have at so least it's three a bit more like wins. A, a better last place season. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But that, again, you know, no, no, no doubt. I'm I so totally agree honest, with it. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but they can have a better season. You know, if they had three more wins than they had last year, that's a success. Right, I, I, I always root right for Detroit. Way. I want them to get out of the hole, but I just think that the number one position you have to address in the NFL if you want to have success and you want to make moves is quarterback. And they had a chance to do what their division rival did, who was my surprise, and that's just Chicago Bears. Yeah. Finally taking a quarterback. It was the smartest move I've seen in a long time, moving up and getting it. I think Justin Fields is a really good player. He almost was picked by the Niners at number three with all the investment yep. they did there. I think Chicago finally, like, I don't know if it's going to happen right away. I think it'll happen at some point in the season. But I think, man, you finally got a dynamic player that I think is going to elevate an an offense. This is a defensive-oriented team, always has been. Yeah. Now they finally get a weapon there. Right. So this is a guy Detroit should have, could have taken. Because my thing with Jared Goff is this. If Jared Goff was a real deal, L.A. would not have given up on him. L.A. would not have traded all True. what they traded to get Stafford. But I think McVay, being an offensive genius and doing everything he can with Goff, just realized this was why I wasn't going to that next place. So he dumps into Detroit, and now Detroit is a less team with a quarterback that was given up on. So I don't know how they're better. I think they're going to be better defensively. I agree with you there. Right. But I just feel like but the um, thing is, all the other teams are going to do a little bit more. The only way Detroit doesn't finish last is if Green Bay does get rid of Rodgers and Blake Bortles yeah. yeah. is their star. No, see, that was my next thing. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm under the thing. they thinking, hey, Rodgers not playing. 
So Detroit can beat them. Because they were in their game when they played them this year. Even with Fact. Stafford and stuff. And like I said, like you said earlier, Nate, Stafford's not a bad quarterback. He, he, Stafford and his brother-in-law. You know who his brother-in-law is? I don't. Clayton Kershaw, right? No. Oh, Matt Ryan. That's right. It's Matt Ryan. I did not know that. It's yeah, Ryan. They, That's correct. And they both are similar in their professional careers. They got good stats, but they don't win when they need to. Yeah. Now, That's Matt true. had a shot. He had a shot, but, you know... Somehow, Kyle I Shannon don't know how, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why he went out, ran out yeah. of Atlanta real quick because, you know, the only thing you got to do is run the ball. Run the ball. Yeah. You run the ball, you beat the Patriots, you know? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. I don't know what happened. Some It's a brain freeze there. But, and now, yeah, you know, did he do another one with the pick three? I don't know, but come on. This was a mistake, you know, come on. I, I'm telling you right now, those dudes are good stat guys. Matt Ryan, yeah. Stafford. Yeah, both good stat guys. So now that's why I can see the difference. He got a big arm. I think that helps LA. You know, you know the you know the Rams to do what they need to do. But the thing is, now you got to really Detroit. Back to them. I really think Detroit is better than they're going to be better because Patricia had them where they needed to go. It's just that they had a little couple things that they they just blew a lot of games late. If you didn't realize it, they blew four games know, in the last two minutes. <laughs> Their coach is Dan Campbell, right? Right now, now. I think he's a kook, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what he said. He said they're going to be the beast. Uh, hey, they're going to be. They're going to bring back well, tough football. This number doesn't mean a ton, yeah. but they do have the sixth hardest schedule. The Lions do. Okay, in the league. So when but, you're coming off, yeah, it's yeah. just I don't know. Hey, well, we'll see. We, 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 hey, we're going to come back to this one. All right. All right. Yeah, definitely. Now, who's going to be your biggest disappointment for this upcoming season? I, uh, Pittsburgh. Ooh. I, I just think watching them, you know, start the year so well last year, crumble yeah, in the playoffs, crumble again. Do, do I think Najee Harris makes them better? Gives them a running game, mm, yes. Yes, but, but do I think Ben Roethlisberger is, does not make them done. better? He's done. Yeah. I, and they, he doesn't get it. They don't get it. They need to. And make, they brought him back because he said, oh, yeah, I take less money. Come yeah, on. I think they're yeah. not traded. He, who got traded there from um, Washington? He's kind of. Oh, Haskins. Yeah. It's just not the right place for him. If, you got, yeah. if you're getting in trouble to, to be around those guys, like I, I don't think that's the right and, and I have a lot of respect for Tomlin. I think Mike yeah, Tomlin's yeah. a great coach. Yeah. I, I so think it, they're it's like the team that Mike Tomlin originally got to the team he has now is completely different, like mm-hmm. culture wise. Like he had mature veterans. Mm-hmm. Now he's dealing with young clowns. And I think he's just I don't know he's yeah, out of touch with it. You know, and, and even though he's a great coach, like you, you, but he's out of touch with the day's players. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's hard to say that when you say, Man, this guy's an NFL coach, but you can still be out of touch. Correct, because yeah. like, when he got the job, he's thirty six years old. He was like a young, like a wise beyond his years type guy that fit that team. Mm-hmm. But now he's like, he hasn't made the adjustment. He's like, as you, to your he's like the guy. He's like with um, Buffalo's coach. You know, same kind of scenario that that you got to grow into it. Now you got young players. If you're young like McVeigh and everything, and grow with young players, then you got a kind of different system in the mm-hmm. way to do it. But if you have veterans, then you got to deal with young guys. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And I think that's a good point. Yeah. I think I can see Pittsburgh, you know, driving back. I think Cleveland beats them both times. I think oh, Cleveland. I think, Cleveland, I think Cincinnati's better. I don't yeah. think I don't know if they Cincinnati's beating them both times. They, they can, can split. split. They can split. Um, so yeah, and the Ravens think, can can beat them both times. So Yeah, quick note on Cleveland. The key is OBJ. If he can just say I'm just a guy, just <laughs> yeah. one of the guys and I'm just going to make a few plays and help the team. Yeah. They, he could be the he could be the difference. If it's got to be about him, 
he's got to go because when he went out with injury and the team kind of made an adjustment to that ground and pound mm-hmm. and Baker doesn't have to be the focal point. He could just get the guys open when they're there and then just run it with Nick Chubb and mm-hmm. with Kareem Hunt. They're winning. They're that, great. And yeah. That's the key. See, that's it. It ain't Baker. Baker's a gunslinger. I'm telling you, man. The receiver, they, he, he slings the ball. And, he, and that Peoples and all these other guys down there catching the ball. That was all these different things. The key is their halfbacks. Yeah, if exactly. they keep Hunt and Chubb happy and they play together, that's their game. Yeah. You got to run. Cleveland got to run. They can run you out the, out the field, man. It's like it's, they power run you. Yeah. These guys are so good. And everything. I think that's Cleveland's strength because they got a great defense mm-hmm. and they're young. And they just added to it, too. Yeah, yeah. they sure did. And bringing in Clowney, and then bringing in, I like the pick that they made, um, uh, getting Greg Newsom, Newsom to be yeah. a corner opposite. Yeah. And we, the only Ward. thing I thought about that, if they would have got um, Barmore from Alabama yeah, to just put it in the tackle. middle, I you think that would have solidified that Do whole team. Do you think team. they win the division? Yes. Over Baltimore? Yes. Yeah, I think, because I have Baltimore stepping back. You do? Yeah, I have Baltimore and Seattle, two teams to step back a little bit. You know, What's your rationale for those? Because I just feel like you got a disgruntled quarterback that really don't want to be there. In Seattle? In Seattle. Okay. Right. And Lamar is like one of those up and down. Like one year he's going to be really good, down, and mm-hmm. then this is his down year, I think. I, think, right. I think he's going to step back. To your back. point with Baltimore, it just, they addressed the receiving core. Uh, they, they, a, a, a little. A little bit. So we're going to see, like, can, can, that was the weakness, right? Yeah, they got the guy from Minnesota. Rashad ba- Rashad Bateman. Yeah. So we're gonna see like how he does. Like, can he have a? He don't have the NFL. Justin Jefferson like, type. No, year. he don't have the NFL speed. He got the height, the size, but he don't have the speed. And then oh, like, they brought in they and, brought in somebody else. And the little guy somebody, don't have uh, no hands. Sammy Watkins. Yeah. No, right. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. they brought yeah. him in. Yeah, right. So he, uh, he's injured every other week. <laughs> he's more of a talker than a player. Right. Like, he he's, yeah. he's like the he's your team tweeter. I'll leave our team right. and tweets. And, yeah. and, 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 and what's the little guy? Um, um, Hollywood Brown. 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 Yeah, and he has no hands. Yeah, his feet. He doesn't have hands. <laughs> he has no hands. He outrun so you, but he can't get the ball. He's right. got it down. Oh, the yeah. hands part is a struggle. So, exactly. And then the running game is like, okay, I guess their Ohio State player um, that was drafted there is they're probably going to be their lead back. I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, uh, we're talking about so many different names. No, 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 no. No, Sermon um, went to San Francisco. We're talking on uh, J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins, because yeah. Because Dobbins is supposed to, because I, you know, who else? Do they still, they don't have a. Uh, no, they got rid of, um, they let, what's his name, Ingram go. Yeah, because he was older. He's 32. Right. So, yeah, so I'm looking at it like. Dobbins is not an everyday. They'd be all every, right. He ain't an everyday. I think they're still going to be good. I mean, Baltimore is one of those teams like. Right. They're well coached. They're right. well coached. They're, they're always going to be, Again, they're going to be competitive. Like, like I said, uh, when I look at them, 10, 11 wins. Right. Yeah, I say Cleveland edges it by one. Like right. I think Cleveland gets 12, I think Cleveland, twelve and five, yeah. I can and then see I'm going Cleveland to go Baltimore that eleven and six. Right, I can see, I can see Cleveland. And then to your that point, division. with Ball, I, I agree with Nate on Pittsburgh. They're going to be the disappointment. Yeah, right. Um, we say that all of us. We all agree with that. But why should we at the end of yeah. the year we say we're not division? And then they always come back. What you said, Tomlin, some reason, somehow got them through. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not a Ben Roethlisberger fan right that's now. That's my key. He was, that's why I agree with Nate. I don't think he can throw anymore. No, it's just like can't. For now, he's got a longer season. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they don't he, have he a missed good four back. or five games. Yeah, and they're yeah. just dinking and dunking. Yeah, yeah. and and Najee Harris is will help he's you incredibly help. talented. Yeah, and he does crazy things on the football field. Right, but I don't. 
I just think they. Yeah, you I don't know if they're them. losing the division. No. I don't know if Cincinnati is beating them. I don't know if Cincinnati is doing better right. than them, but I I just think it's tough. Who sure. was your Who was your disappointment? Uh, I talked about it earlier, Cowboys. Oh, okay. I just okay, think okay. that, like I try to say, a lot of noise, but I I just and they like I said they they're playing in a very winnable division, but I just I have to see it to believe it, and I and I just don't think I'm going to see it. <laughs> All right. There you go. Okay, so, man. So, so we're going to switch into our final yeah. topic of today, which is the NBA playoffs. First time ever play-in tournament. Some love it, some hate it. But I'm excited because, like I said, it's more basketball. I think it puts some urgency. It gives some other teams that were on the edge an opportunity to get in. So it kicks off tonight with a couple of matchups. But, um, you have the Eastern matchups tonight, the Western matchups tomorrow. So we have – it kicks off with um, – the Wizards going to Boston, and the winner of that getting automatically getting the seven seed. The loser playing the winner of the Pacers Hornets matchup. Um, the winner of that of that Pacers Hornets matchup will play the loser of the Celtics Wizards matchup to define the eighth seed. Same thing in the West. The uh, the way the nine ten works is is you lose and you're out. So we have the Grizzlies Spurs. Um, winner of that gets an opportunity to go against the loser of Lakers Warriors. Lakers Warriors winner will go to play Phoenix, and then the loser gets the opportunity to play that winner of the Grizzlies Spurs to be the eighth seed. So a lot going on here. It should be exciting. I I, li- I like this format a lot. Right. Um, hey, who didn't like it? I think the players that didn't like it was whining earlier because they didn't want to get caught under the sixth spot. And that's what a lot of whiners. I mean, like LeBron, like he he was whining like about the thing because <laughs> look, hey, play the game, man. Come to, come play to play. Don't play be like sitting yeah. home thinking I can wait, I can wait, and I can wait. I mean, that's the problem here. And then I'm I'm happy one guy could Luca. They had him whining for a while there because he, they thought Dallas wasn't going to make it either. But then they solidified the fifth spot, which is something good too. But now they still got to play. Um, when we look at the matchup, they got to play the Clippers and stuff like that. It all depends if Pacingas shows up. But when we talk about his playing game, Daryl, Nate, what are you guys thinking here, man? I, I, you know, yeah, so let's you're kick a it San off, Antonio um, guy here. Yeah, yeah. Think, what are you thinking? Yeah, so let's let's exactly let's go right there with that first game um, in the West. Gri- in the West, Grizzlies, Spurs. Your Spurs yeah. made it going to Memphis. Yeah. Okay. So the Spurs are not good. <laughs> let's be real. Like they're not good. Um, do I think that if you give Pop enough time to drop a game plan to win one game. Yes. Yeah. I think they win the game. I think they beat the Grizzlies. They lost. They won the first game against them in the regular season, lost the next two. Um, they were None of the games were close. They were all over a 10-point spread. Mm. Um, so it, it's really just if the Spurs can make jump shots, they, they can win a game. They don't, without Aldridge anymore, they don't really have a post presence. I mean, Yaka Pirtle is our best postman. Right. So we're not good there. I think he's top five yeah. in blocks. Yeah, he's yeah. like fine. He, yeah. he, you know, he filled the Tiago Splitter role of the yeah, championship Tiago runs. Splitter. Um, yeah. Which is, okay. what an enigma that guy is. But anyway, I think they win the game against the Grizzlies, and then I don't think they really have a chance okay. against the Lakers or the Warriors. But All right. the Spurs are just, they're that team that, they're so inconsistent. Yeah. Like they beat the Suns the or they beat who did they beat? They beat they routed the Bucks the other day. Right. For like no reason. And then they just lose you know, and then they blew a thirty point lead against the Celtics. You know, so like I don't know. They're just very inconsistent. If they can make some jump shots, it's Dante Murray, Lonnie Walker, 
if those guys can make some jump shots. But okay. I don't. I'm. I'd love to root for them, but I think they win I, one game. I like your pick because I I thought the same thing. I picked the Spurs to win one game. Yep. Because like you said, Pop. I think hey. Okay, he did the right thing. He skipped the last game, you know, and then he went, you know, see the um, Duncan get enshrined into the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, which is a was the best move, right move, everything like that. And they got routed, like yeah. you said, you know. <laughs> uh, I think it was from the Suns. Phoenix, yeah. They ended the year with yeah. two games. In yeah, it was. That really didn't matter because they had locked in. The exactly. Time, so the thing is, I look at them like the veteran coaching mm-hmm. will get them through one game. And, you know, if it was a three-game series, I would go with Memphis. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I could see, you know, San Antonio pulling off one win. I I like San Antonio, man. I always have their class organization. I like some of these new players like that, that you guys got, like uh, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker. I think that as they develop, the team's going to continue to be better. I think that you'll see a better Spurs team even next year as they go forward. But um, talking about one game, uh, I remember this young man when he was at Murray State. And he dominated one-game situations. Uh, he had a wonderful run there, and that's John Morant. Oh, yeah, and I think you know, incredible. I think this is this, this game is going to come down to what he does. It's mm-hmm. in his home floor. I think that the world is going to get to know John Morant a little bit more mm-hmm. as they as they win here. I just think that um, you know, with this situation and him having an opportunity to taste the playoffs for the first time, I think he gets Grizzlies. Okay, but well, who, who's their second guy? The guy from Oregon. Um, Dylan Brooks. Dylan wow, Brooks. One of the, That's who could win most of the I think player. if they win that game, it's because of Brooks. Hmm. I think Brooks will win the game, not Moran. Okay. I like Moran. I'm a Moran fan, but Brooks will win the game because he has come on as the team leader in the last month and a half. I agree with you completely, and I think like – Right along with Julius. I think Julius Randle's going to win most improved player. Right. Um, because, wow, that guy turned into a stud. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, overnight, essentially. Um, but, I mean, right there with him is Dylan Brooks. Because exactly. a lot of times when he was at Oregon, most people were like, I don't think he's going to be an NBA player. Yeah. And he's turned out to be right. a very, and he, very and like important I said, player. I look at it, and then, like I said, that's a young team. Very young team. Okay. Um, so then we move on to the... Um, other uh, the seven, Yeah, the 7-8 matchup. Who would have so, thought? Lakers-Warriors. See them in a play-in game. Right. So what do you think, Daryl? Start with us. I'm going to go with the Lakers in this one. I, I think that they just, they're bigger. And I think they're going to use their size. I think they'll they'll make enough shots. I think Steph's going to be uh, awesome. But um, I just think that, the, that when it comes to playoff time, it's about the Lakers. I think they get this win. I think they move on. Okay. All right, Nate. Yeah, so I think Golden State's going to win the game and get the seventh seed, and then I think the Lakers are going to play the Spurs and beat the Spurs to get the eighth seed. Okay. Because I think the Lakers are cold, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to they're going to try to flip that switch, right? Right. They can. They're a team that can. Like they got the stars. Yeah. Um, but Curry's playing out of his mind. Draymond Green's going to have fun locking up LeBron slash Anthony Davis when he can. Mm-hmm. I think in a, in one game, it, these teams, they're both so good. They're better than their records. You know, I, right. like seventh and eighth seed. Um, so I think that, I think it'll be a really fun game to watch. I think it could go either way. I think no matter what, these two teams are what's going to the, going, they're Correct. staying in Correct. the seventh and eighth seeds. I right. just think they're going to flip spots. Okay, um, but hey, I don't. I don't see uh, Memphis or San Antonio knocking off either no. of these teams, so I don't really know how much it matters the play-in situation. Right. But um, I see Golden State winning the one game, so they're going to match up with Phoenix, and then the Lakers losing the first game, beating San Antonio one of the eight. Okay, I, you know what? Like again, I, 
I went with the Lakers here. You did, okay. Because of the um, side, but like you, you, you had a good point there. Um, if it's going to be a shootout, Golden State's, State's going to win. Yeah. It's because they got better shooters than the Lakers. But if it's going to be a grinding game, pounding, then I have to. That's why I favor the Lakers if they play smart and they just grind it in and play big. Yeah. Because I think Drummond helps them there. Well, they're a better team. Players right. are a better team. Right. <laughs> so I think if it's a if it's a low scoring grind out game, Lakers win. But the thing is, guys, what I see here is, man, I would hate to be Utah or Phoenix. Right. Because it's like you have to play <laughs> one of those one guys. Of these teams. And I and like what you just said. I think. I mean, Chris Paul has played well. You, you, you're talking about Chris Paul being MVP, which which is not going to happen because he's not even the best player on his team. But he is a great leader. But the thing is, um, can you imagine Golden State? I think Golden State would give them a hard series. And I think nobody on that team is going to cover Curry. Now, Utah, all through the season, hanging in that one spot, doing well all the way through. But the Lakers... Pedigree, I think LeBron would, you know, get these guys to a point in a series and take it that way. But like either way, whoever plays either one, I just feel bad for the two one and two seats in the West. You know, at this point. Anyway, let's switch over to the East now, Daryl. Definitely. So we have that um, Indiana Charlotte matchup. Uh, I'd love to see. I love Charlotte. Uh, that's been like a, a team that I really like seeing. Of course, aqua blue, teal is one of my favorite colors. So. Um, <laughs> Big fan of their 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 colors, their uniforms, and um, got one of one of the more exciting players, possibly rookie of the year, in in, mm-hmm. in Lamelo Ball here. I'm um, gonna go play a, a beat up Pacers team, a team that you know Demonis Sabonis is there. He's he's really played well. They don't have T.J. Warren, some other other players, so it's gonna be close. But I, I feel like um, Charlotte's the team on the rise, and I I, I see him taking out the Pacers and, and moving on uh, one step closer to a playoff spot. Okay. Um, it is a toss up. I don't, I don't, I, I haven't seen these teams play enough to really, I feel like, have a super educated pick on here. Um, I picked any just because, um, I just think Charlotte's super young and I don't know how they're going to handle the moment, but I really, this could go either way. Again, though, with these teams, I feel like these nine and ten, I don't feel like either of them are going to make the, the big tournament right. anyway. So, um, but because I just think Boston and Washington are better. Um, but yeah, I have I have Indy winning and then losing to Boston. Okay, all right, good. Is that what you have too? So I had oh, I had Charlotte going, and um, the reason why I just think they're a little bit more athletic. I think Bridges is going is the difference in that thing. I think mean, Miles Bridges is playing really well, and I think they just got enough just well, to get both, by. Both Bridges are playing really well. Yeah. Miles and Mikhail. Exactly. They're you not know, twins like no. Markeith and Marcus. Exactly, but they're <laughs> playing well. They might as well be. So they're doing well, and they're doing like that. So I got in this one, Charlotte winning, but I agree with you said, Nate. I don't think either one of them going to take that next step is because in my next pick here with Boston and Washington, I mean, I, I want to, like, I heard when we talked earlier and said, yeah, I want Washington to have that matchup so you can have um, Durant against Westbrook. Right? But I don't see it happening. I still think Boston has enough to win this game, and I think Boston will beat Washington because they beat them two out of three during the regular season and Jalen Brown the only difference is is Jalen Brown not playing he was averaging 21 points a game in the three game series but the thing is Bradley Bill and stuff like that he did his thing but he's been injured back and forth he haven't been there and Westbrook's been carrying a team with these triple doubles and stuff and I just think Boston has enough 
just to get by that one game. And I can just see Boston going in that aspect, winning that game and stuff like that. Um, and, and this is where I disagree with you because I feel like Boston's trending in the wrong direction. Washington's trending mm-hmm. in the right direction. That's why yeah. Washington's in this position. I think Beal, yeah, I know he's got some injury situations, but he's, he's a gamer. I think he's been hungry for this opportunity. Westbrook has as well to have an opportunity to be right next, near that playoff spot. Jalen Brown's a big loss. I think if he was here, I might go the other way. But, I, but I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go with Washington. I'm thinking we'll go ride that momentum. And I love that possibility of seeing Brooklyn go up against Washington. Oh, yeah. Because, no. of course, Brooklyn has the better team. But, like, since uh, Nate and I were talking earlier, since that split between Westbrook and Durant, now you finally get that series, um, which I, we'll talk about that another time because I think Washington will make that series interesting because they have played the Nets very, very well this season. And I, I think that that's a matchup that we're going to see. Okay. And like I said, the reason I think who's the best player on the court and I still think Tatum is going to be the best player on the court. And I think he will will them to win. I don't think his will is stronger than Westbrook's, though. And I think Westbrook takes that. Okay. I think Tatum's amazing talent. Yeah. But I, I just, when you talk about will, I, I, don't, I don't even know we if he has We revisit his next well, yeah, I don't even know if he has more will than Bradley Beal. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the Wizards, they, they, yeah. they do this. And um, what do you got, Nate, there in that, uh, that matchup? I think you got Boston. Or no, you have Washington as well. I have Washington winning. Over okay. Boston. I, and, then that, Boston and then Boston over being, Indiana to get to that eight seed. Correct. Okay. Okay. And, uh, so you, I got both. I got I got Washington playing Philly, and I got Boston playing Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And the only difference there is I, I like I said I, I'm high on Charlotte. I I feel like um, they, they're going to win two games and, and get to, right. to Philly. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I just. I just looked up the injury report for tonight for Pacers. It's not looking good. <laughs> right. Brogdon's questionable. Holiday's questionable. Lamb's out. Lavert's out. Sabonis and Sumner are questionable. Turner and Warner out. So yeah, with that information, I might change my mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. These guys, don't. they just don't want to play. I mean, through some injuries. I mean, unless you got a broken leg and you just can't play. <laughs> like Jalen Brown, you know, he got a broken wrist. He can't play. But you got to get on the court, you know. That's the same thing when we're talking about this 5-4 matchup with the Clippers and the Mavs and stuff like that. If Porzingis will play, Mavs have a better chance. Right. But if he comes in and my, my knee hurts and just it hurts, and it's yeah. come up, that's going to be a problem, you know. And that's right. what I'm saying. Do you pay guys this way? That's what I'm saying, you know. I, I, I'm a big fan of saying trade him. Yeah. Trade him. Yeah. All so, right. So you're the only one with a playing team making it into the tournament. Well, you I mean think, like right. a like, like a, a, a nine or ten seed? Correct. I I have the Char- I, I I'm you high on Charlotte. Charlotte. I'm a believer. Because you because we both have. I'm a believer we in the bees, baby. Seven and eight and seven yeah. and eight over Perfect. here. So, yeah. yeah. So right. see, so for you, it's worth it just that for Charlotte. For you, the the playing yeah, team I just think, would be worth it. Oh yeah, I I do. I yep. think that they're that like. They're in a good place. Like I said, they, they nearly lost to the other hot team, Washington. They would they would have been the uh, eight seed in, in, in mm-hmm. an easier road. So, but like with Indiana banged up and Boston banged up, mm-hmm. I'm just seeing two hot teams okay. going to take advantage of this setup. Hey, and Darryl, get into but it. one thing I have to say: this would be really good if Charlotte can get in or uh, or Spurs get in. The reason why then the tournament, this playing tournament, will stay around. Because right. if, if it goes just if it swaps if it's just seven yeah. and eight winning and eight, no, then they're going to be like they're going right, to say why we do this right yeah well, why we even yeah. get the nine and ten any attention right but if a ten can get in there yeah and like I said the next closest thing like I try to say in this is Memphis to me because I seen them play Golden State and they played them close it was a close game Golden State pulled away so should that be a you know should they yeah. see each other I, I I could see 
uh, Memphis having a chance. Yeah, because that was the last game of the season. Yeah, correct. Well, and sometimes Morant is just unstoppable. He's right. real so, good. And it's like, it, it, it brings But sometimes Steph is, too. So, so, like, so <laughs> right. Yeah. And Moran is one of those players, like I said, he, he, he plays well, but a triple-double for him would be 12, 12, and 8. Or, I mean, 12, 12, and 10. And the thing is, it's not like a big number, like a, like a Luca. You know, like you got 28, 20, 17. That's a ridiculous Westbrook Bill. Yeah, Yeah. that's what Triple Double I think about. Like, okay. Definitely. Well, we all hope you enjoy the playing tournament. We certainly will. We enjoy having Nate here. Thanks for having me on. And uh, definitely, maybe we'll do it sometime again in the future. So, for everybody, enjoy. And we will see you next time on the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast. Later. Thank you so much for listening today. Whether you tuned in with us through Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, we are thankful, and we would also like to invite you to connect with us. Head on over to anchor.fm forward slash likefatherlikesonsports, where you will find our social media outlets via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Until then, be well, stay safe, And we will see you next time on the Like Father, Like Son Sports Podcast.